You're tuned in to Daily to Kind, and my name is Sakiha Paulo, the Ashtohine. Some of you guys might know me as Mata Earth on Instagram. Welcome to my sacred space on the World Wide Web. I'm a Wahine preneur, an astral lifestyle advisor utilizing modern sidereal astrology. Join me every weekday for energy forecasts based off of planetary and luminary transits, solar activity, and the Schumann resonance. I'll also be sharing my unfiltered thoughts from an eclectic Hawaiian spiritualist perspective and talking about everything from motherhood, the metaphysical, to mindset. So remember um, how I was talking about I unfollowed people from Twitter? Well, somebody confronted me and was like, why did you unfollow me? They apparently don't listen to my podcast. And I just don't have the energy <laughs> to explain myself. And so I'm not, I left them on red because I'm just not. <laughs> and it, you know, I, I think people need to realize that when we set boundaries, it's not really a personal thing. And I think that's what happens is people take it personally, you know, they internalize it and then they think something's wrong with them and then they get offended, but it's a spiritual thing. It's a spiritual thing. Okay. So it's like, I, I felt the need to do this because it was affecting me energetically. Like in some way you were doing something and maybe unintentionally, but it's not my place to tell you how to operate. And so I'm going to do what I can do, which is control me. And that is by setting boundaries. So if that means by cutting off somebody, unfollowing somebody, blocking somebody, not talking to somebody, not responding to somebody, then you can do that. <laughs> Just wanted to give you permission if you needed that permission. Aloha kakayaka ina huapili o keia kala umikumavalu o yanuali. And this is the part of my show where I spell cosmic tea on what's happening astrologically. And I'm still not fully awake. I will brush my teeth and floss and make my husband lunch, but I still smell kind of sleepy. Um, so, Kalamai. And I, I, I feel kind of lousy today. It's a, it's a struggle trying to get back... Um, to yourself after having COVID, I swear. Okay. So, uh, continuing from yesterday, um, 16 Puamahina, this is the Pulelehua, Mahialani, um, things that were unknown to us will be revealed. Um, again, make sure that you do some yoga today. Because the moon isn't going to rise again until later on. That Well, for me, it's going to be at 6 p.m. So it's a little later in the day. So we're still going to be feeling that full moon energy from Mahalani. So um, self-reflection, um, making sense of, of why you reacted a certain way to something might be good today. Maybe because yesterday, maybe you went off on something. I don't know. Uh, maybe you cried, had a crying fit, and you felt highly emotional. Um, because that, that's cancer, you know, it's a water sign. It's totally fucking normal. Um, so again, the moon is going to rise for me at 6, 11 PM. And when she rises again, it will be a 17 Pomahina, meaning you might feel it more tomorrow than you do today. Okay. Cause she rises and sets in her own time. Um, she does not follow 
yeah, the path of Kala. Um, well, actually, I shouldn't say she doesn't follow the path, but she doesn't do things like Kala, right? So when the moon rises again, it will be Kulu, and this is represented by a bunch of grapes, which we call Pa'iwaina. I love that because it's like slap, slap, I don't know, right? Like hit, slap, and that's what you do to make wine, right? Kind of, I mean, we're not slapping it, but you know, there's like this violent gesture towards the grapes. I don't know. I love that. It's just like such a simple language. Just, I don't know. I just love our language. Anyway, um, so when the moon is kulu, it's customary to, um, give fruit offerings to Akua to, to show thanks. Um, introspection, gratitude were big themes for this particular Pomahina. And I love how in the Eastern calendar, fruit is also mentioned, but their focus is more on joy and freedom and fertility. And we all know what it means when they talk about fertility, right? Um, celebration and also the feminine aspect. Um, exchanging of energy is was a huge thing during this time, aka sex. It, that's that's a form of energy exchange, if you didn't know that. Um, this is the first waning gibbous of, uh, I mean, not of, but, um, and, the, and the European view of this is all about finding your pleasure, actively seeking a better way for living your life, developing practices that are going to enable you to increase your playfulness and your curiosity. And the the Malama is slowly losing her mana. Just keep that in mind. So if you are feeling a little low energy right now, it's totally okay, all right? It's totally normal. You're just really in alignment with um, with her. Um, now today, the, the planet Uranus is going to station direct at 8.57 a.m. Mamna time. And the best way that I can say this is that she could pop the fuck off right now, okay? This is not to fear monger, it's to bring awareness. Uranus defines the element of surprise. So if this is going to be a positive or negative thing, it really depends on your perspective. Because like I always say, everything is neutral, we give it meaning. Uranus is in sidereal Aries right now. And <laughs> this can look like radical shifts that happen all of a sudden. It's combative, it's aggressive, and it is restless as fuck. That's the energy. And if there has ever been something that you've been wanting to initiate since mid-August of 2021, because that's when Uranus stationed retrograde, and now he's going direct, you might want to do it now. Of course, you might impulsively want to do it now. <laughs> Um, and you might shock yourself, okay? You might surprise yourself with what you what you're capable of. Um, if we take this out a step further and talk about how this can play out for the collective, the people fighting for their independence, um, this represents revolutionary changes and breakthroughs for humanity. Because we are on the edge of something. I know you guys can feel the energy. It feels like something is going to happen, right? So that is the, the tea for today. Um, if you read it on my website, 
because I have a page uh, that I try my best to update it by Sunday or Monday. <laughs> um, uh, I type like shit. So, you know, if, if, <laughs> if you read it and there are a bunch of typos, uh, sorry, not sorry. I'm just, you know, I'm too lazy to go back and like edit and, and proofread and all that jazz. So you're just going to have to deal with my shitty typing. Um, but anyways, yeah, that's, that's today. Um, it's really exciting. This is an exciting time because, uh, we're about a month out from, um, seeing what happens to America when Pluto, um, <laughs> when Pluto ends up returning to its spot on their needle chart. Um, I'm like staring at my stales and zonking out. Okay. It, it's, 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 it's when they're going to have their Pluto return and it's on a really interesting date. Um, 222 of 2022. <laughs> I don't know. I love all of that. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I, I can't wait to see what plays out because it looks like it's all just kind of setting itself up right now. Like now Uranus is going to station, like now Uranus is stationing direct. Yeah. And then by that time, um, what is it? Mercury and Venus will also be going direct, if I'm not mistaken. I got to go check now, now that I just said it, because what if I'm wrong? Um, yeah, Mercury stations direct on the 3rd, okay, of February. And Venus, where's she? Oh, right here, on the 29th of this month. Yeah, so by the time... By the time it's the 22nd, those planets will be direct. Everything is just setting itself up. That's the day also when the moon moves into Scorpio, <laughs> which is ruled by Pluto. So the moon is even supporting this whole whatever the fuck's going to happen, this change, this uh, transformational energy of death or possibly a rebirth. Um, what else is happening? I'm trying to look at what's going on. The sun will be in Aquarius. Look at that. Aquarius is ruled by Uranus. So more of that element of surprise. Now it's Aquarius season. So this could be happening in Aquarius season. Yeah, these are things I didn't even look at yet, really, um, because I've just not been feeling it life, you know, so I'm looking at it now finally, but yeah, um, it's like everything is just getting all aligned for this big finale. <laughs> and you know, it'd be really funny if nothing fucking happens. That uh, no, that's not gonna be funny, but you know what I mean? It's gonna be, wow, because there's a whole buildup right now of something, but you got to also keep in mind that Pluto is a slower moving planet. So we might not even see things on the day that it's exact, we have like a two-year period, pretty much, I would say. I have to look into that. I'm just kind of making that up. Um, but right now, that's what I would say. I would say give it a two-year period to see what plays out. Yeah, so it's not like that day something might happen, but that day something is happening, and that's their Pluto return is happening. 
but how is that energy going to play out? It all depends. I mean, I'm thinking it's going to take us by surprise, and all of a sudden, we find out things, you know what I mean? So, but who's to say when that will be? Only a cool nose. Okay, I'm going to go because, you know, I'm just rambling. I'm just, I'm just rambling when I need to be drinking some fucking water. Okay, um, well, I'll be back. Uh, we're going to get into all of our, our daily mail that we do here on the show. And I also want to start implementing because, you know, you know how I am, right? I love to add to my to-do list. I want to start doing more of the things that I used to do before, like when I had them on a Monday and the EFT Tuesdays where that was the... Um, the tapping segment that we used to do. I mean, it takes a lot of energy and time, but I really miss doing those things and I feel like I need it, shit, to just flunk, feng slay my life. Oh yeah, and then feng slay Friday. What else was there? Conspiracy Tuesday. Um, Wahinepreneur Wednesday. I don't know, I don't know. I'm just making up stuff. I'm not saying those are what it's going to be, but those are those were things that I, I, I feel like I wanted to do. Um... Yeah. So anyways, maybe, I don't know, maybe we'll, we'll get back on that. Um, and if you're not familiar with what I'm talking about, so Monday, Monday, what I would do is I would, I liked starting the week off with like energy medicine, um, or, or card reading or something. Um, then EFT Tuesday was where, um, I, we would do this, this whole, um, energy, what is it called? Energy freedom technique tapping. Um, and then Wahinepreneur Wednesday was like sharing a boss, a boss Wahine tip, like business tip or something. Um, Conspiracy Thursday was, um, or did I do Troying Mea? I think I did Troying Mea Thursday, um, where I have this little, little, little cup thingy with a bunch of different little trinkets and shit. And I would, I would throw them and then do a little interpretation of what, what it meant. Um, it's almost like throwing bones in a sense, if you've ever heard of that, that's a European thing. And then, um, Feng Slay Fridays, I, I think that's what it was, Feng Slay Fridays. But I, I, I think one time too, um, I, I used to have it open where people could DM me a question or call into the show and then I would answer their question. So I forgot what I called it, like something Friday. I don't know. Was it FAQ Friday? I don't know. That sounds so boring. I don't think I would say that. But Feng Slay Friday could still be that, you know, because Feng Slay, you know, it's like Feng Shui and, and how you can change maybe what did I used to say for feng shui? I'm trying to remember how I used to word it. Like, you know, you know how feng shui is you, you manipulate energy, the flow of energy in your home by rearranging your furniture. So it's almost like rearranging your mindset in order to work better with the flow of energy in your life in general, some shit like that. Anyway, so I do want to bring those things back. Um, so that would mean today would be EFT Tuesday. Before, I didn't only just talk about um, astrology every single day. It was only on Tuesdays. And I think that was called Astro Tita 
Tuesdays or or Astro Tea Tuesdays. Maybe I called it that. But now we talk about it all the time, so it doesn't need its own day. So, um, and then we used to have a book club, too. Oh, man. How the hell did I do all this shit, man? How did I fit all this shit in here? Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to think of something. I'm going to think of something where we have those things again in some way. All right, what are we learning today in Nanaikikumu? Lost tooth, right, left, almost universal symbol. This is Dreams and Symbols, one, page 182 of Nana Kekumu. Look to the source, volume number two. Okay. Hawaii's association of water with purification seems nearly universal. Stones are also widely known symbols of permanency and deity. But rather surprisingly, another three of Hawaii's Symbols seem to be almost universal. One of these, says Dr. McDermott, is the equation of the right hand or side of the body with maleness and the left with femaleness. <laughs> Ness, okay. The second is the equation of a lost tooth with death or uh, of self or relatives. The interpretation that a loss, loss of a tooth in a dream indicates death, illness, or disaster has been reported for the Lolo. Um, I don't know. All these different, they're just naming all these different um, um, cultures, you know, Japanese, Chinese, East Indians, North American Indians. Uh, South American Indians, Eskimos, and si or Siberian Eskimos, blah, blah, blah. Okay. The turd associates feces with wealth. This is perhaps the most puzzling of widespread or possibly universal dream symbols. For in Hawaii's culture, it represents a changed interpretation. Consider, well over a century ago, Hawaiian historian Kepelino associated a dream of feces with food. Other unpleasant things such as stinky corpses were also given this interpretation. So perhaps Kepelino was merely following the belief that dreams had opposite meaning. Kepelino wrote that many other dreams meant wealth. By then Hawaii had learned Western values and was acquainted with a monetary system. A few years later, Freud, observing Western European patients, free associations, and a society of toilet training conflicts, pronounced his view, feces symbolize wealth. Over the years, Hawaiians adopted this dream symbolism. Within the last months of 1975, three Hawaiians reported feces dreams to different Hawaiian interpreters. Each vehemoehane said, it means you will have wealth. I mean, I just took a shit. Am I going to have wealth? No, it's only in dreams. Okay. Had dream symbolism shaped itself as Hawaiian children were exposed to these stresses on toilet training? Or had Hawaii's early equation of the feces dream with food merely undergone a semantic, semantic change 
based on a changed economic system. For in pre-Western times, to food-conscious, famine-fearing Hawaiians, food was wealth. But what went on in many other places of the world? In a recent publication, we read that, quote, the interpretation of feces in a dream stand for wealth is reported for the West Africans, West Pacifics, Thai, East Indians, Chinese, and all these other fucking cultures. Interesting. So, um, what did we learn today? We learned that you want to be a doo-doo girl and not a don't-don't girl. Ha! Ah, okay. So I decided to, instead of EFT Tuesdays, um, we're going to do TCM Tuesdays. Because, because traditional Chinese medicine is Mingjia. Like, I didn't realize that as when I was growing up and I was learning all these little things from my grandmother, like, it, they were important. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, and now as an adult, I... I find the information is so, so helpful. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about your, your body clock, understanding this to heal yourself. So we have a, a biological clock and that clock has like this fixed rhythm. And one completed cycle is a 24 hour period of time. And each like it's broken up into different slots, you know, all the time um, in a 24 hour clock. And each window represents a specific organ or, or an organ pair. And um, you can look it up online, but today we're going to be talking specifically about the lungs. So the organ time where the lungs are the strongest is between 3 a.m. and 5 a.m. And the weakest time for the lungs will be when it's furthest away from that particular time slot, which would be the opposite. So 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. is when your lungs are weak, okay? And it's just, it's kind of like astrology, uh, but it's a little bit opposite. Because when the moon is in a particular sign, that's when the organ... Um, associated with that sign is weak in a sense and then the opposite side of the the zodiac wheel the organs that are associated with that sign are actually strong at that time so it's kind of opposite right um but it's the same idea so you know what your lungs are your lungs um they have one job <laughs> and it's to take in oxygen right well it also expels carbon dioxide too right and there's kind of a parallel with the colon in our body because the colon receives and then it excretes as well. And so in traditional Chinese medicine, um, they kind of they kind of link the two in a sense. It's not really that important. But um, anyways, now the lungs are associated with detachment, letting go, creativity, courage, transformation, um, and the emotions that are linked to the lungs are grief and sorrow, um, depression, melancholy, you know, just feeling sadness, yeah? And so people who have problems with their lungs usually have a very 
sad disposition, very mournful, and um, maybe even cry a lot, okay? And if you wake up between 3 a.m. and 5 a.m., that is a sign, because that's the lung hour, that is a sign that there is something going on with your lungs. There's some kind of weakness um, with the lungs where you need to heal that part of your body. Pay attention. So, um, and then it can also be a sign that you need to address or deal with some sort of sadness that you might be feeling or grief that you might be feeling. So with COVID around, we're all very familiar with the fact that we can lose our sense of taste and smell. And it's a sign, and this is why it's associated with COVID, um, it's a sign that there is something going on with the lungs when you lose your sense of smell. It's There's some kind of viral infection in the upper airway. And you know you, it's a sign that you need to treat that problem with your lungs. <coughs> okay. What else can I share with you guys about the lungs? There's so much interesting stuff about the lungs. I'm so excited we're talking about this. Okay, so let's talk more about what happens between 3 a.m. and 5 a.m., okay? So there's an increase in production of the sleep hormone uh, melatonin that occurs during that time so that we have, you know, a very peaceful, relaxing sleep and, and all that good stuff for our nervous system. And there is a decline in the influence of the parasympathetic nervous system, okay? This is a big thing um, if, if you're not familiar with that part of your body. Um, it's very, it's very, it's a key. It's a key to wellness to, to understand that, that part of our body. But anyways, um, what that does, that part of our body, that nervous system, it, it generates calm and relaxation. And there is also an increase in the influence of the sympathetic nerf, nervous system. Okay, so that's a different thing, which supports activity. Um, now, if you are, are stressed out or you're fearful or you're worrying, um, people usually have a really difficult time sleeping properly during that window of time, 3 a.m. to 5 a.m. And usually people have... Uh, lung problems during that time. Sometimes they start coughing, they wake up and they're coughing or they're wheezing. Um, and that is a sign that weak lung, right? Like we talked about. Now, um, during that time, the blood pressure is slowly rising. And people who have weak hearts, they usually wake up around that time as well. And they find it really hard to breathe. Um, because they could have um, pulmonary edema, which is when there's a lot of fluid that collects um, in the lungs. Asthma attacks can occur um, during 4 a.m., 5 a.m. time. Um, that's kind of like statistics, you know. They, they have statistics on this stuff. And um, it shows that a lot of people make the most mistakes if they are working some kind of night shift during this period of time, um, because they're maybe they're suffering from something. They can be suffering from stomach ulcers or they're having lung problems. Another thing is sudden um, infant, you know, SIDS, SIDS, whatever it is, sudden infant death syndrome, whatever. 
usually that occurs more frequently during this time in the first couple of few months of, of life for babies. Um, but it's in this, this two hour period in the morning when most people also pass away is during this, during this window of period of time. <clears throat> so let's talk about what we can do for our lungs. Um, plenty of exercise is, is really, uh, really the best preventive, preventative medicine for healthy lungs. Um, another one is pranayama, conscious breathing exercises. Yoga is also very beneficial um, and has a positive side effect if you have lung issues. Um, there are also uh, lao lapao that can be used. Um, ground ivy, you can you can make a, a mother tincture with that. Um, if you're not familiar, you might want to you know, get some from a professional. I haven't personally tried that, but I've heard that there, there is really, um, good results that people get from utilizing that. And it also helps people to let go, let go of a lot of emotional shit that they're holding on to, um, for whatever fucking reason on a physical level, it's cleansing and it is said to be very detoxifying and it helps to activate the lymph system. And then, like I said, it has this like liberating releasing effect for us. Now foods with a sharp or a spicy flavor are really good for the lungs too. Um, so foods like, uh, peppermint tea, that that's really, really helpful. Oats, radishes, some hard cheeses, um, are seen to, to be helpful in healing the lungs. So that is what I got for you guys for today for TCM Tuesday. I'm excited to start doing this with you guys because I feel like this information is going to be so useful. So if you're like me, and you have lung problems. One thing I will recommend, um, the, this is the one that I turn to is number one, checking in on my emotions and, and checking why I'm sad about something or if I'm grieving over something. If there's really nothing that I can't think of, then I do pranayama because it's it's more, I mean, it's um, maybe I'm not really acknowledging the fact that I'm sad because that happens to me a lot. So then it's like, well, uh, I don't know what I'm sad about. So we're just going to, you know, do what we got to do. So pranayama, my favorite is Wim Hof. Wim, the Wim Hof method. If you don't know what that is, look him up. He has an app. Um, I think at one time he had to pay five bucks. I think I paid for it, but I think it's free now. I don't know. Um, but yeah, he has an app and it teaches you how to do this breathing technique. You're supposed to do it first thing in the morning on an empty stomach and you do about three rounds. Um, the app is really cool because it tracks it for you and it tells you like, you know, you could set a timer, um, and then it tells you when to stop doing the breathing exercise and when to hold your breath and how long to hold it for all of the things. Um, but if you're like, I don't want, I don't know if you have to pay money for it. Okay. So if you're like, I don't want to pay for that, you, you could easily just set up timers for yourself on your phone. <coughs> um, anyways, but I feel like that's why there is such a huge difference between, um, my coughing fits from yesterday to today 
And it, it's just simply implementing Wim Hof because I did it yesterday and I did it this morning. And there's like a huge difference between the way that I'm breathing and the way that my lungs feel today. So I'm a, I'm a firm believer in pranayama. And to me, Wim Hof is one of the best ones. Um, it also strengthens your immune system as well by doing these breathing, his particular breathing techniques. So please look into that. I, I wish that I could just teach it to you guys, but I think it would be better <laughs> if you learn it directly from him because he's got videos and he talks about it all the time, all over the internet. He's everywhere. Um, he even has a book. I recently bought the book for Kamei. Um, of course, he doesn't read it because he's fucking annoying. But, you know, and then he asked me for a card reading, right? A self-care card reading. And it told him to start doing deep breathing exercises. I said, bitch, you need to do Wim Hof. And, and I had already bought him the book. And he hasn't done shit. Okay, I just looked him up. So, yeah, he is on YouTube. Um, and there is a guided Wim Hof method breathing. A video he made two years ago. It has 40 million views on it. And he teaches you how to do his breathing technique. And how long is the video? Hold on. It's 11 minutes long. Come on. You got time. So remember the beginning of my segment for our Olalo Hawaii mea? I would say, Make make oi ea u. No, ea o. Ika Olalo Hawaii mea u. Somebody said to try it this way. Make make oia o pumea uika o lelo hawaii. So, what do you guys think? Which one is it? Is it that? Make make oia o pu mea u ika o lelo hawaii. Or do you think it is make make oia o pu ika o lelo hawaii mea u? Because I see why they put the poo in there, you know? Anyways, let me know because I don't want to be sounding like a dumbass. Okay, so we are on Mokuna Elua of Nakaivalu and Pahuhoku 5, Kami Piko, which is O, Ameka, Amikahia, which is E. Okay, so Ami. Do not have an English translation. One of these is Ami, Ami Pico O. The Ami Pico is used when speaking about a place or a person. The Ami Pico marks the E O referring to such a person or place in the Pico. Examples Aya O Kale Mea U. Kale is with me. Aya o hanale ma'ane'i. Hanale is over there or over here. Aya o hanale'i makawa'i. Hanale'i is on kawa'i. Another ami that has no conversational English translation is ami kahea. E. Okay. However, the archaic English O, as in Romeo O Romeo, is similar in meaning to A. 
The amikahea, kahea means to call, is used when speaking to or addressing a person or a personified place or thing. In English and Hawaiian, a comma separates the addressee from the rest of the sentence. Note the use of the ami, kahea, e, right? You know how like when we say, mahalo e kehau, right? E, that's what they're talking about. And the lack of an English equivalent is the, is the following examples, okay. Right? So there is no nothing, there's no translation for the for that part. Eh. Um, it's just nalani. Where's your car? It's like a marker. Yeah, I guess, yeah. So how are you? Kaipo. Aloha e Hawaii. Aloha Hawaii. Right? Hello, Hawaii. So our ha'avina, do not translate the sentences below, but note which ami, o or e, should be used before the i'oa kalikoa. So um, there's 10 sentences, so I guess, yeah, that's all we got to do? Cool. Where's my pen? Okay. So... We have to know how to differentiate when to use the O and when to use the E. So, to me, you will use the E when you're talking to somebody. Um, so, number one, Kahalekua is over there. Oh. Did you help her, Kahalekua? That's E, right? We're talking to Kahalekua. Kahalekua, your plate lunch is ready, E. Right? Just like, eh, eh, eh. That means you're talking to somebody, right? So you use the eh. Uh, Kahalekua, this lay is for you, eh. Is Kahalekua home? Oh. Kahalekua caught a big wave? Oh. Kahalekua didn't help me? Oh. Uh, Kahalekua catch a big wave? Eh. Kahalekua, how's your mother? Eh. Kahalekua is doing homework. I guess, oh. Okay, is that it? Well, still got more. Oh, long this one. Okay, well that one was easy. Okay, so kekai meka amika hea. The amika hea is like any other ami beginning a poke, and therefore follows the ami kai me mea format. If the word used after it is an ioa, there is no kai. But if there is a memea, a kai must be used. Okay. So, um, the example. E ka po poki. So, come here, cat. Oh, wait. No, that's not come here, cat. That's just cat. E ka wahine. E wahine. Oh, okay. And then, uh, e ke kumu. And then e kumu. Okay, so when you're. Okay, okay, I got it. Because there's a difference between e kawahine because wahine is not capitalized. But then the second one, e wahine or wahine, the W is capitalized. Okay, because of the clear differences in Hawaiian between eo and memea usage, 
Hawaiian can make the following differences. Notice that the closest English can get to this feeling is by copying the capitalization of Iwa usages. Aloha eka anakala. Hello, uncle. And then aloha e anakala. Noka. Nokai. Right? Hello, uncle. Meaning, like, hello, uncle. That's the person's uncle is the first one. And then hello, uncle, as in uncle, is used as the nickname to somebody to be friendly, if that makes sense. Uh, the, the next one is aloha e kekumu. Hello, teacher. So that's their real teacher. They're being respected as, like, you're my teacher. And then aloha e kumu. Hi, teach. Kumu is a friendly nickname for one's teacher or even for someone who gets that nickname for some other way. Okay. So, Ha'avina. Uh, 2.5.2. For the following sentences, circle the English equivalent of the poke amikahea and reka. If it includes amemea. If the poke amikahea includes the ioa, right? Ioa. Okay. So, where is your calf? Cow. Where is your calf, cow? Um, so I guess we're not translating. Okay. So this one. Oh, this sounds hard. Okay. <laughs> this is hard. So it's, I feel like I have to, I have to like, uh, Put it into Hawaii, or put it like I feel like I have to translate it in order to do to, to do this. Is does that make sense? No, I think I'm looking into this too much. Okay, so I think the first one, where's your calf, cow, is ka, right? And then what is your name, girl, ka? And then how's the surf, lopaka, yoa, right? Because it's capital. Uilani, are you at home, yoa? Get out of my yard, thief. Ka. Is that you, uncle? It's a lowercase u, so it's a ka. Um, is that you, uncle? Uppercase, so you are. Tree, with with a capital. I want to give you my fruit this year, so I'm thinking you are. How are you today, Rose, with a capital you are. And how are you today, Rose? Uh, ka. And then Rose, how are you today? Uh, I guess you are. Oh, shit. I spelled that wrong. Okay. Okay. Hopefully, I did that right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is. Okay. We're done. Mahalo for joining me and making me do my, my workbook. Ew, I'm looking ahead. I don't want to read all this to you guys tomorrow. This is a lot. We're at the end. We're, tomorrow is our last lesson for Mokuna Elua. Wow, we're moving through this. But I don't want to read all this shit. So I'm probably not. Ugh. You're just going to have to get the workbook if you want to read all of that. Okay, we're done. 
So the manao of this episode for me was really about <clears throat> deciding whether or not or how I want to address certain things. The reason why I say that is because I noticed in the the Olelo Hawaii segment, um, it was it was teaching us how to address things versus how to address actual people, yeah, or or names, right? Ioa. <coughs> and to me, there's kind of a link there because when you're setting or establishing a boundary, you get to decide, in a sense, how you're going to address that person whether you're going to say something or you're not going to say something, right? And how you're going to say it and what, what it, whatever, right? All those things. And with the full moon too, I mean, it's like full moons is about releasing. So it's like, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to express how you feel towards somebody and you're going to establish the boundary and be like, Hey, I feel whatever offended when you behave this way or whatever. And, you know, I feel like, I need to cut ties with you. That's a boundary that you're establishing, um, whether you're going to say it or not. Um, and, and you don't have to tell the person that you're going to establish a boundary. You're going to cut them off or whatever the fuck you're going to do, right? You don't have to do any of that stuff. You could journal it. Um, it's all up to us, right? How we want to handle the situation. There's no rules. We make the rules. Um, and so you don't have to explain yourself to anybody, honestly. You don't have to explain why you're going to, you know, cut your mother off or being toxic or whatever. Like, you you just knowing that and then implementing the boundary is really what matters. You honoring your emotions or feelings about situations because they are valid. And sometimes we don't want to talk about it to people with how we feel because it's so normal for people to invalidate other people's feelings because they're, they don't feel that way. So because they're not feeling that way, it's obviously a bunch of bullshit, right? So it's like, who wants to have a conversation with somebody who thinks like that? And a lot of people think like that, honestly. And, and that's where I'm at. It's like, I don't have the time for this. Like, and I don't want to have the time to have these types of conversations where I have to explain myself and then it gets invalidated because, and then, and then they have to explain, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't want to do all of that. So to me, it's just like, okay, set the boundary, nothing personal is spiritual. Big mahalo to you for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, share them with your mother, your father, your auntie, your brother, your sister, your uncle, your neighbor, and all your whole aloha on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, Twitter, and kanakabudicall.com. 